another episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Well, hey, Broads. What's up, Broads? <laughs> what is going on, Broads? Oh, Becca, listen, I was I was talking some major shit about this potential first you were <laughs> i was and talking I have to say i kept shit. my mouth shut i kept my mouth shut when you're talking shit about the the season one episode you're like it's probably gonna be boring and i was just thinking in my head like the outfits though like i don't know and Could uh, here's the thing i knew the outfits i knew that the outfits i knew it was gonna have funny moments but i just thought it was gonna be like and eh, draggy and i'm not getting emotionally involved i gotta say i really enjoyed this episode loved it my favorite one yet I think so, too. I really liked Caitlyn's, and I liked this one a lot. So I'm like, okay. Caitlyn's felt a little long, but it also might just be because I watched Caitlyn's and I didn't watch either of these. But Ka- but Caitlyn's, I was kind of like, uh, this is too long. Like, this is entertaining, but just, like, too long. And I feel like the... I It was so funny watching Caitlyn's. I felt like I had actually watched the season, like, last year. Like, when I was watching it, there's so much that I remembered. It's, it's so true. And so I was like, I remember all this. Like, this is kind of boring. But... I loved this episode last night. It I was, was so I was fully locked in, fully locked in. Where in the other ones, it was a little bit like by the time you got to like, what, an hour and a half in, I was like, you're on right. your phone. Like, <laughs> Can we yeah. be done? Like, this is too long. Um, probably because it was two episodes, too, or two seasons, yes, too. It broke it up. It broke it up, which, by the way, is going to happen on next week's recap because they're covering both of Brad Womack's seasons. Oh my god! I thought next I thought next week was gonna be Nick. I misunderstood. I didn't. I turned it off before the teaser. And when I heard something about two seasons, I thought that it was gonna be Nick on no, both. No, they're doing Brad Womack both of his seasons. Oh, I didn't watch either of those. So <gasps> oh, you're gonna. I, have, I, I'm excited. You're gonna have fun watching Brad Womack. Wow, what a journey that was! I'm excited to do that. I mean, but it's it feels so far away that everything like I don't even know how much I'll I'll remember because I mo I watched. Most of both of those seasons. Um, yeah. But it's so, it was so long ago, it feels like. I'm like, I don't think I'm going to remember barely any of it. But I like that they're actually doing these older seasons. Mm-hmm. Well, I was I was obsessed. And <laughs> I just... I, you just want to hop right into it? Yeah. Let's just hop right in. Yeah. There's, just, there's a lot of fun stuff to cover. Well, I mean, I once again, like the last one that you and I did together, I kind of just took a few notes about like my some of my really favorite things I didn't want to remember. But otherwise, I didn't like do a super crazy play by play. That's just my disclaimer. I have a lot of notes for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought I was going to do, too. I was like, uh, whatever. And for some reason, I was like vigorously taking notes. I don't know why. I felt very invested in this episode. <laughs> very invested. Well... What I thought was hilarious is that, you know, we start out the episode with Joshua, still still camera guy, still Hanging there. In. And I think Chris Harrison might actually be Joshua's age in season one. He looks like about 17. He no exaggeration. So young. It's, it, it's weird because it's like he looks so young, but at the same time, he really hasn't aged. Like totally. He looks, but his voice even sounds different. His voice sounds different. But you know what I noticed that I have to say? Wow, I appreciate. Season one of The Bachelor, 
Chris Harrison is the same person that he is now during these seasons. Like, you know, when you watch... the comments he's making and shit. Yeah. Yeah, and everything, like, the way he's speaking and, like, the way his, like, his tone during certain things. Like, you know, when you watch the first episode of, like, Friends or The Office and you're like, this feels really different from season two. Uh... And they they haven't gotten in their like rhythm yet. Chris Harrison was the same day one as he is it's now. It's so true. It's and so I, true. I have to give the man some serious props for really just doing his thing the whole time. Well, yeah, because like when he starts out hosting the season, for instance, like one of his first speeches is like, "You're going to be rejected on national television. How are you? How do you? How are you going to handle that?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, wow, you." Still pretty much say the exact same shit. You've really just put it out there. The only difference that's crazy is that like what a weird dynamic this is compared to now because he was some random guy that these women knew nothing about versus now it's like there is somewhat of a celebrity by the time. Well, they are a celebrity now by the time that they're in the position to be the bachelorette or the bachelor. Yeah. So, you know, everyone's there like for the most part for you. So there's this level of confidence where Alex was just like, uh, I don't know if they're going to like me. (laughs) I know, but it was so funny. Like one thing I kept saying over and over again is just like this show has not really changed because they still even the leads still even say that kind of thing of like the most terrifying thing to me is like, what if these people, what if no one actually loves me? Like, what if no one actually is here for me? And Gray actually said that. He goes, honestly, like, I think they kind of take mildly insecure guys and just turn all of them into egomaniacs. Kind of seems to be the... <laughs> seems seems to be the formula. <laughs> and a year later. <laughs> well, but it is true. They usually do kind of pick people who are like a little bit maybe like insecure. Yeah, or they're a little like, I don't know themselves. how they're going to feel about me. But it's it's crazy. The So much is the same. Like, yeah, granted, the filming and the outfits were in, like horrendous. But the, they did the limo entrances. The, like the rose first episode ever like same exact formula i mean i'm jumping ahead now but like the sayings like i didn't know that like the here to make friends thing and the like wrong reasons thing were the season one season season one one that's crazy that blew my mind yeah i was so Truly. shocked well i mean so first we have Alex Michelle, very first bachelor ever, who to me, all I could think about was that he looks like a, sorry, Alex, but a less attractive uh, older brother of BJ Novak. (laughs) It's just like, yes, 100% with the suit and everything. He's totally looking like Ryan. He's looking like Ryan. And I did not. I know people were like, we were talking about the fashion. I did not hate his first look when he came out (laughs) with that kind of like grayish beige practically trench coat but then the black <laughs> shirt and pants i was like i would wear that I know, the t the t-shirt <laughs> the t-shirt. i know i'm like i think i have this exact outfit in my closet and i'm pretty sure i've worn it out before <laughs> well the funny thing though about these first couple bachelors is that they were actually like you know no shade to our most recent bachelors but I mean, he had like a master's degree from Harvard and shit like that. So that's a little different. You know, now it's like, what was Colton technically like a, a former NFL former, player, former football player? Yeah, something. Oh, Harford. And, and, and Alex was uh, graduated from Hartford, Hartford, <laughs> Harvard and Stanford. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just hit two of them. 
And I don't know if you noticed in the episode where him and Trista, Trista comes to his house and his house is insane. Oh, yeah. It is like top of the top for 2002. Like it is decorated like top notch. It is large. Most of it still held up well to the test of time, I thought. Well, and then if I I could be totally butchering this, but I think the second bachelor was Andrew. Maybe not the second one, but yeah, Andrew Firestone. Yeah. So he was one of the first ones. And Firestone is like he's like a legacy name. Like these people are all loaded who are the original bachelors. Right. It wasn't just fan favorites originally. It was like, oh, these people are educated and have tons of money. So everyone's going to want to date them. Yep. But and oh, and also he it started when he was 31. So he wasn't the 24 year old bachelor. He was a 31 year old bachelor. Yeah. How old was Trista? That's what I was curious about. Like when she was the bachelorette, I wonder. I don't remember, but that was something that I noticed that was interesting too, is that they, when they had the the women coming out of the limo and they were talking, they didn't have the, the ages next to any of them like they do now. Oh, okay. So Trista's 47. So she's actually almost the same age as Chris Harrison. Uh, so she was about 29 um, in the season one. Oh, okay. And Chris Harrison was, Chris Harrison was 30. Uh but yeah, I guess that's still kind of the average. Yeah. Like they have, because they had, you know, Arion who's like 37 or whatever. And then, you know, they had Colton next year who was like 24. But I guess the past few seasons, though, now with Claire's, it's going to be back up in age again. But Pete was what, 28? Pete was, yeah, Pete was 28. But it felt like everyone was a lot younger on the show. Maybe it was just because the show was just a hot mess. I know. <laughs> no. Everyone was pretty young on his season. But maybe Anyway. It's because in some weird way in the past chunk of years everyone somehow looks older but younger. Like everyone in now? these Yes, like or they then. look No, so so it's very confusing because when I'm watching like Alex's season and Trista's season, everyone looks so much older to me. But then right. when I'm but then when I'm watching these episodes nowadays, it's like they all look way younger. But then I feel like younger people look older now. I don't know. <laughs> I know what you're saying, because also it's like I think part of it, why they look old, because I was thinking the same thing that a lot of the women I was like, these why these women look like 39. <laughs> um, but I think some of it, it's like the fashion dates them. You know, yeah. so we like associate that those kind of fashion choices maybe with like an older person. I don't know. That's kind of my theory. But then the other thing is that like now, yeah, with people, I think that sometimes when people get Botox and stuff when they're really young, like 21 or 22, I think sometimes it ironically makes them look true like a 30 year old. True, 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 true. That makes sense. When you get I don't know done. why, but. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it doesn't make you look older, but it sort of makes me assume that you're someone slightly older wanting to look younger. Yes. Yes. That makes sense to me. So I feel like that maybe kind of changes the look of like 21 or 22 year olds on more recent seasons. Yeah. Or if it's just makeup. I don't know. Yeah. I did notice a lot of them aren't wearing a lot of makeup like compared to now. Did you notice that? Like very kind of like plain bare faces. Almost completely bare faces. And it was taking me back. I was thinking, oh my God, 2002. This was before any YouTube tutorials. Like, like I did not know how to do my makeup at all in 
2005. Uh-huh. I'm thinking even when I graduated high school in 2007, when I look back at photos, I remember thinking I was good with makeup. It was horrendous. And it wasn't a style choice. It wasn't like, a, oh, the times have changed now. It was like, oh, no one my age at that point had we didn't know how to do makeup the only way that you could go figure out how to do makeup is like if you went mall. to yeah and, and, or if you went to like actual schooling for it or you'd sit at like the mat counter and be like okay show me yes how that's, to apply that's what this <laughs> yeah. yeah totally i think it all really changed like 2010 2011 yes where we have, we have highlighter like everyone is just knows like everyone knows how to look dewy but then not like but also matte when they need to like yeah it was trippy everything was matte in 2011 it was like the thin drawn on eyebrows the matte makeup oh the, yeah maybe some some shimmery eyeshadow and a little gloss baby yeah the eyebrows the eyebrows were thin and the lips were thin in this first season <laughs> let's mm-hmm. make that clear <laughs> there were no it's lip so injections funny. and the eyebrows were plucked to death <laughs> Uh, hairstyles I loved like um, Trista's at the end uh, like at her proposal she had sort of like the Asian style bun going on with like the little they were doing a lot of the chip clip hair love it I love it I used to feel so edgy when I would have that claw in my hair because that because that little the hair that's just kind of going like yeah it's like I have it's like I have attitude Oh yeah, I'd wear I'd wear a lip that was way too dark for my complexion, and I'd wear that one of those spiky <laughs> one of those things. My hair is spiking out, and I was just like, I am everything. So hot, so I really hot. Like it, so hot with okay, my what choker. Else? Okay, so well, first before we before we dive in, let's talk about the limo entrances. Right, so there was there was some important details in that. Um, okay, but before bef- the limo entrance, should we take a break? Yes, let's have let's pause. have a quick a quick pause um, because here's the thing, broads, listen up. If you have a baby and you can hear sweet Franklin in the background, by the way, which is like making my whole body hurt. He's wheezing. I'm just like, oh god, I miss that. The smell. Oh god, the smell. Mm. He's so good. <laughs> it's the best. Um, but if you plan on, uh, if you have a baby, if you plan on having a baby, or know anyone that has a baby, I'm going to tell you about a product that I so wish I had known about when my daughter was born. It's Newton crib mattresses. On top of all the stress of having a baby and trying to do everything correctly, which spoiler alert is impossible. Just do your best. (laughs) You're killing it, mamas. Um, On top of everything else, the little sleep you're getting can feel impossible if you're constantly worried about your baby rolling over in their sleep and their safety. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The rollover scare is definitely real. So that's why we have um, Newton baby mattresses at my house. We got the first full size mattress before Ruth was born. And then now actually right now we're getting the uh, Newton mini crib mattress. Um, Anyway, they're fully breathable, washable and they're recyclable which is awesome. Plus, independent tests show that a baby gets 97% more air while breathing through a Newton crib mattress than on a traditional crib mattress. So that means you have peace of mind while the little one sleeps. We've done the breathe test too on it. Totally. Yeah, it's crazy. I I didn't have the mattress obviously myself, but I was able to uh, give one to one of my dear friends who just had a baby. And before I gave it to her, I was doing the breathe test through it. And it's Oh, yeah. Incredible. Incredible. 
Um, I, like I said, I wish I'd known about this product when my daughter was little. It would have given me so much peace of mind. It's even been voted number one by leading pediatric experts and sleep coaches worldwide. And you can rest assured that Newton crib mattresses are 100% breathable, designed with specialized breathe-through technology. Listen, most baby mattresses are sealed airtight with plastic covers and don't breathe. The most popular mattresses has a has a suffocation risk 17 times higher than Newton. Whoa. They uh, Many contain latex, which triggers allergies. And last but not least, most are not washable, which attract mold bacteria and dust mites. Newton crib mattresses do not contain any foam, latex, or adhesives. Newton is hypoallergenic, free of off-gassing, and completely washable. The unzippable cover goes right into the washing machine and the core in the tub shower, uh, whatever you have to keep it bacteria-free and clean. And because it is washable your new uh, newton crib mattress can withstand several generations and be passed down from child to child which we love love it uh if you're looking for the number one baby mattress out there again it's 100 breathable and backed by top pediatrics worldwide look no further uh so many parents have claimed their newton baby mattress is a complete lifesaver completely eliminates any fears and angst as a parent you don't have to worry uh so Newton Baby's offering our listeners 50 bucks off their first Newton crib mattress plus free shipping. So you just have to go to newtonbaby.com and enter code chatty. You can also try 100 nights of sleep on Newton Baby. And if you're not happy, Newton offers free returns. You just go to N-E-W-T-O-N-B-A-B-Y.com and enter code chatty to get $50 off today. Can't put a price tag on your child's safety. That's newtonbaby.com and enter code chatty. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always try hard to look for the silver lining in every situation when I can. And even um, though 2020 has been tough, I feel like I've been able to find something positive in the midst of everything going on. And because of that extra time at home, I feel like I've had time to see different sides of myself that I haven't before and really do some internal work. Um, and one of my favorite ways I've been doing that and processing is through Talkspace. Talkspace is the online therapy platform to help you keep accountable no matter what you're looking to accomplish. Talkspace online therapy will match you with a licensed therapist all from the comfort of your phone or computer and then you can receive support and accountability every day you can talk through the challenges and stay on track towards your goals something we could all use for sure mm-hmm. and not only is Talkspace super convenient giving you access to your therapist when you uh, need your therapist most it's so affordable one month on Talkspace costs about the same amount as a single in-person therapy session. Um, wow. I know that therapy can be really expensive and that often is the deterrent for a lot of people. Um, Talkspace makes it affordable. Um, and because money should be the least of anyone's concerns when seeking mental health support. And the bottom line is we all need to talk to someone sometimes and Talkspace wants to give Everyone more of the support that they deserve at a price that we can afford. And as a listener of Chatty Broads, you can get $100 off your first month on Talkspace. So to match with your perfect therapist, you can go to Talkspace.com or download the app and make sure to use code Chatty to get $100 off your first month. That's code Chatty at Talkspace.com. All right. So limo entrances, (laughs) we see a lot of um spaghetti straps oh yeah of course 
We see um, a lot of those teardrop style choker necklaces, all the fun hair. And um, we see what we didn't see, though. Yeah. Is any special limo entrances? I thought like they didn't do. There was that's I wonder when that became a thing. Well, I think the first limo entrance that seemed to include anything. Well, I guess we didn't see the other bachelors, but on Trista's that one guy, I think his name was Russ, gave Trista a Tiffany's box and she opened it later. But I right. mean, that's the type of special limo entrance that I'd be hoping I mean, for. right? Like, and I wonder oh, if they sort of made a low-key rule about that because I don't see people giving any like, like, like high monetary gifts. Right, like here's a Birkin bag. Pick right. Me <laughs> There's more where Your this outfit came would look from. a lot better with some red bottoms. It's like, is this a sugar daddy show? What is happening? I mean, yeah, that's so true. They probably did have to make a rule, huh? Because you're like, I don't want people to be able Wait, to just be one Wait, that's such a great. That's such a great concept, like a bachelorette style show. But it's like a sugar baby who has to pick between all, all these sugar daddies who have to impress her to I try to win this. her over. The Wouldn't amount it be so of money fun to watch. The amount of money that would be spent, it would be absurd. Yeah, and that's what they could do. They could make it sort of like, you know, VH1 style where they'd have like a cha-ching like price tag on like each date and like thing that the person does for them. Yes. Oh, I love that. This yeah. <laughs> This is this is are you listening, ABC? <laughs> are you listening? <gasps> Apparently you all are planning to continue moving forward with your senior bachelor. I saw that. Which, hey. Don't do Not that. Not the right, right now. time, guys. Stop. Okay. You're already taking a lot of risks doing this Claire season. So can we not talk about no. Anyways. Yeah, what you're gonna endanger all these 70 year olds from across the country and world, throwing them all together. Seems smart. Making out. Seems smart. So oh, so interesting, interesting is that unless they made this uh, uh, this was due to editing. It seemed like we met Amanda when she came out of the limo, and it seemed like the first rows of the first evening on both Alex and Trista's season were given to their finals, or their sorry to their to their final choice, because it looked like he gave Amanda the first rose the first night, and Trista gave Ryan the first rose the first night. Oh, interesting, interesting. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. that's true. I did notice that. Mm-hmm. Um. Amanda was so funny because like she just comes out and sort of her whole MO is like tits McGee kind of thing of like, <laughs> well, it's like, OK, I was thinking about like, this. she comes out she comes out with those gorgeous big boobs and then she's just like, I like to get freaky with my my partners like three's a three's a party. Like I mean, she wasn't actually saying that. Don't remember what she was saying. But I remember being like, oh, wow, season one, we're doing this. I was loving how like straight up and open she was in 2002 and just being like, yep, I'm what did she say? She said, I'm very open sexually with my partners and uh, she brings up that she purchased a trapeze for such entertainment. Oh, and I was, yes. And I was just trying to. Oh, wait a second. Never mind. For a second, I thought trapeze was a tightrope. But I'm like, what happened with that? <laughs> <laughs> Did you just straighten it up in your room and like walk on it naked in front of your But partner? still like, isn't the trapeze technically just like the swinging bar thing? Yeah, I think it's I mean, yeah. Did she mean swing... like a sex swing 
be like, Amanda, I think you meant a sex swing, but go ahead and call it a trapeze if that's what you want. <laughs> but we get you. But think about this. 2002 was before a lot of people were getting implants, I feel like. So when you were looking at a I lot... I feel like that's when it started. Is that around when it started? I mean, it just felt like... I remember maybe like my Pamela memories... Pamela Anderson was like, what, in the 90s? Oh, no, I'm not saying that they didn't exist. I'm saying it wasn't common. It wasn't super popular. Like, basically, so, the average Joe wasn't getting it. I see what you're saying. So, a pair of, like, natural, like, large natural breasts was, like... I mean, when you looked at everyone plus, else... Plus, it was like were Amanda. so in then. Like, you know how now it's more of, like, the ass thing? Like, at that time, it was, like, big boobs were the thing. The boobs were like, huge. you wanted to have a small butt. Yeah. Yeah. I think in 2002... Yes. That was like, does this make my butt look big in a bad way? Right. <laughs> That's the thing to remember, too, is people like beauty trends change, you know? I kept mm-hmm. thinking about that. It's like, it's so funny. Like the inside or, or just even like the eyebrows, how like people back then with like more full eyebrows would get made fun of and stuff. And then and because stick straight eyebrows or thin were the thing. Mm-hmm. And then now it's like the opposite. Mm hmm. So who knows? Your insecurity could be the biggest trend five years from or 15 years from now. It's it's so true. I used to have like pretty decently thick natural eyebrows and I started tweezing them and getting them waxed at such a young age. So thin lost them all. So, you know, just be careful (laughs) with what with what the Lord has gifted you naturally. with. Okay. (laughs) Oh, man, you're beautiful the way that you are and celebrate the way that you look. That's just how it is. <laughs> and don't feel bad if you're changing with every trend. <laughs> oh, hey, hi. Nice um, to meet you. That's <laughs> that's me. Um, so <laughs> let's see here. Oh, and right. then and then we meet Lenice. So as we could see from the first uh, bachelor and the first bachelorette, diversity was not a priority. And that's for sure. A priority. I don't even think it was like a thought. It wasn't it was like, a thought, clearly. <laughs> if someone that wasn't white got in there, that was like a that was like an accident. It watching the first both of these first, it was like, oh, there is such little diversity. ABC probably thinks they're like, no, we're great now. Look <laughs> at how far we've come. Seriously. Nothing. No diversity. It, it, it was pretty. It was pretty wild. Yeah, it was pretty to crazy. See. But Lenice did make Bachelor history by being the first kiss. Yeah. Um. But anyways, also on that topic, do want to mention just a little shout out ABC. I've been seeing this on the Batch Diversity, and it keeps reminding me. We'll see. While they're currently filming Claire's season right now, it's begun. Let's see if those promises, if you were able to follow through on some of those on Claire's season. Oh, yeah. I wish I could have... That'll be really interesting. I wish I could have the camera zoom into my face right now. (laughs) Editor. (laughs) Get on that. (laughs) Um... Okay. What was I going to say? All right. So, should we just... Let's cover... Let's cover the two girls... Wrong reasons, girl. No, wait, was that Shannon? Yeah, Shannon. Shannon was the girl with the wrong, that was saying wrong that brought 
No, Rhonda was wrong reasons. Rhonda. Rhonda. Okay, 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 mm-hmm, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was hilarious. And she was the one who also had like the panic attack when she got sent home. Did you notice Chris laughing when she's having her panic attack? Like when it zooms back into him in yeah. his room? Uh-huh. And he's like, <laughs> wow, some moments are like unforgettable or something. I was like, whoa. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Does he know what? what that what he was supposed to be cutting from? When she gets like the ambulance comes for her because like, she's like panicking. Was this a mistake? Is this funny to you, Chris? That that, <laughs> that your show put people under this high of stress that they're having panic attacks and that's just she's like, comical. Uh, and I'm still a sadist. I love this show. I love my job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, by man. the way, Chris was Chris was loving this. He was. He was loving the remembering back with the original. It would be so crazy to have been with this show for like what now? It was 18 years. 18 years. I know. And being part of the show. And he was just remembering. And then they said that first episode of The Bachelor, 20 million viewers. 22 million viewers on the premiere. The premiere. On night one. That was that was that was the actually one of the craziest things to me because I thought the show sort of like gained in popularity or like became a hit by the end of the first season. No, like the premiere out the gates pulled in so many fucking viewers. So many. It was pretty wild. It was pretty wild. Um, I guess it was sort of at the dawn of reality TV, though. Yeah. When they were showing. Well, when they showed the commercial and you saw that was funny, the commercial. And, you know, it was killing me when they were like boy meets girl and girl and girl and they had the little like the like sex symbols and i'm like i all of a sudden it was taking me back to like 2002 and i'm like oh my god that was when that was when they had the like men are from mars women are from venix toxic bullshit happening where those symbols were everywhere well because how many years did it even take them to do the bachelorette think it was three years yeah i thought that was really interesting too i'd never realized that trista was from the first season and i thought that was kind of interesting i didn't yeah and you're like the fact that you didn't automatically just have there be a bachelorette is just wild and how she was saying that she was immediately getting criticism about people calling her a floozy for doing it and oh yeah insane um, um, I also just thought it was funny because the show seemed to be a lot more like self-aware, whereas I thought it was hilarious to compare the promo to now and how now they're like these whole cin- crazy cinematic affairs of like, this is serious. This is like actually defined love. And then the first season promo was like, like, that was really interesting. Exactly. It was so it felt more like something that would not be on what ABC is now at all. It felt way more lighthearted. Um, but I mean, it was so interesting just to see, too, before we dive into specific girls, like that you saw how nervous Alex was because he was like the etiquette of a, the date with people. Like, I don't understand. There are six people and this isn't a party. This is a date. And it was blowing my mind thinking about how in this original season, they didn't know. Now there's a formula of how you do it. But that first girl who interrupted and stole him, she was the first girl. Everyone was like, it was a novel idea to everyone else. Everyone else beforehand was just all in the same room with him and everyone's just talking together. 
And then someone steals and that's the first person and that then becomes part of the norm in The Bachelor and then pulling away. Can I steal you for a second? Can I steal you for a second? Like that's just part of what that's what everyone does now, even if you're not the one who's the original producers have their whole formula with not formula, but, you know, producers are like, oh, why don't you go steal him? And like that kind of thing. It's like I don't even think that was. Right. On anyone's radar. Well, to know that these people were the ones who basically crafted for the producers how they were going to narrate the show, essentially. Also, I was noticing they were doing a lot of interviews with the girls in front of the other girls. Oh, so I didn't were, really pick up on that. That's really interesting. It was trippy. There'd be like a girl on the couch and it was and, you know, they were filming her and all the girls are like in the party in the background. And she's like, yeah, it's, I think it's going really well. I'm like, oh, my God, what a different vibe when there's a camera on you and you don't have your like private time to talk about everyone behind their backs. (laughs) Totally. Okay, we need to talk about um, we definitely need to talk about Shannon. Yes, we definitely need to spend some we need to spend some sweet time on Shannon. Is there anything before? Is there anything before Shannon that that uh, we need to bring? I mean, we had Rhonda. Yes, who declared that she's not here to make friends. um, And also, yeah. Was wearing a wild zebra full body suit. (laughs) (laughs) I was living for it. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I owned that exact same outfit. Um, Lanise with the first kiss. Uh Um, And yeah, I think that was that was the main stuff. So, yeah, let's let's uh, let's talk about Shannon. So this is really interesting. Well, I just thought this was so interesting to watch the first couple seasons because you really do see that the plots have not changed for 18 years. Like the basic plots and basic conflicts that happen in the season have been the same. And even the dates have been the same. Like I'm pretty sure they've done the same like Vegas gondola ride thing. They've done like the... It's just... It was just... So interesting to me, but like especially with Shannon because she is the first girl to ever make like a stink about the fantasy suites. Yeah, obviously, as we've seen in the past couple seasons, nothing, absolutely nothing new since then. Nothing new. Well, it's also interesting too. What's not new is that, of course, the lead seems to be very much into the girl who he doesn't think is like vibing on him as much. And how he right away declares, he's like, I'm going to like pretty much sweep her off her feet and put my feelings out there, sweep her off her feet and put my feelings out there. And she doesn't seem like she might be on the same page, but I think once I tell her how I feel, she definitely will get there. (laughs) And then he takes her their first date um, when he tells her to, dressed down and he shows up in the suit and before I knew that he was going to take her to get that dress I was fuming when he showed up in a suit (laughs) and she's in her jeans and t-shirt and I was like let me say this and let me say this good okay never tell a partner to dress down for a casual night and show up fancy okay how rude it is Evan did this once to me and he will ne- like I was so angry Why? He thought, because he thought it was like, oh, this is going to be a fun surprise. Like, I don't want you to have to worry about like, you know, don't worry uh-huh. about it. Like, I'm going to I'm going to get all handsome and dolled for you and I'm going to take us out to dinner. But in, and we even went to a casual dinner, but he 
was still dressed up. So I was like, hey, I enjoy dressing up first and foremost. And what I don't like feeling is that I'm like kind of the sore thumb in the situation where the everyone schlub. else is looking. Yeah. <laughs> People are just like, wow, she didn't get the memo. Like, are you kidding me? No, never do that. Never do that. Uh, um, I also didn't get, okay, on another note, I didn't get what Shannon's thing was with the sex thing. I was like, is she just like playing a game? with him is she upset with him sleeping with other people well i don't know it seemed like to me especially when we saw the scene of her where she wasn't comfortable getting in the jacuzzi and being in her bathing suit which i thought was such a i thought that was such like a a raw great moment on television because i think about that all the time on the show Mm -hmm. when everyone's like running around in their bikinis i'm like I don't think that I'd feel comfortable doing that and like have a camera zoomed up on me like that would make me feel um, insecure in certain ways. And I think what I got from her was more of a she was just more conservative. She didn't want to kiss on camera, I think. Mm -hmm. I don't think she wanted to be in her bathing suit on camera. So I think that was where the sex piece was, was like, you obviously know that I'm not comfortable revealing certain things on camera to 20 million people. So why do you keep pushing me and putting me, putting me in these uncomfortable, uncomfortable situations? Right. You know, and then knowing that he was doing these other things with other, with the other women, I'm sure was then like a hot spot. But I just, when he was trying to get her in the jacuzzi, I was unbelievably uncomfortable. When he was in the limo at one point and he was wearing black and she was wearing black and it somehow looked like he was behind her. And he was like, um, so I want to hear your rules on this life you live, like how to be a good girl when it comes to sex. Oh, that was weird. That was really weird. So much ew. I I was like, what did he just say? I said that to Gray. I was like, wait, what? Like, that was really weird. It felt like the most creepy, like pervy dude being like, tell me how you're a good girl. And her being like, wanting to just backhand him. Yeah, it's like, oh, God, she just wanted to like backhand him. And she got (laughs) so upset because she's like, mm, you know, why are you doing this on public television right now with the camera here? Oh, Lord. It was intense. She also, though, at the same time, I was like, oh, this is this girl is like, I totally know this girl. Because at the same time, she was like, there was just these different scenes where they were fighting and I was just like, oh, my God, this is so I forget sometimes how sh- real this show is. And I was like, this is just all bad. Like, <laughs> what's going on here? It's just not good. No. Well, then she she walks out during the fantasy suite or before, excuse me, beforehand when he offers her the fantasy uh-huh. suite date card. And she's just like, I'm not dumb. I know that everyone oh, else. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That That was the scene I was thinking of. Yes. And when he finally decides to send her home, could that 
Might that be the most awkward walkout we've ever seen? Was not Chris Harrison standing like six inches away from them the whole time? <laughs> Chris Harrison was just like this. The whole I guess time. smiling, just like kind of <laughs> right by the door as they're headed out. That was weird. And then, yeah. And then, yeah, when they when he's trying to sit and talk to her and she, yeah, it was just bizarre. So bizarre. So bizarre. I I think even Chris Harrison, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like he was standing there during one of the proposals too, like six feet away. And it was like, give them some space, Chris. And Chris is like, first season's going great, guys. <laughs> so it's fine. I'm really hoping that this is going to get renewed. Most dramatic exit ever, guys. <laughs> it's always behind. Looking at the cameras like, are you kidding me right now? Make sure the camera's rolling. <laughs> They're like, you don't have to be in every scene, Chris. It's fine. You have a, you have a solidified job here for the next... 20 years <laughs> that's um, crazy though to think of like for his career too i kept thinking of that because like he said his kid was six weeks old when he was the host for that first season and like you know it's virtually like it's the whole it's like a pilot season you don't you have yeah. no idea what's gonna happen and well he sure was in a lucky position 18 years ago well i was thinking about his wife and when you're postpartum with your first i know at six I weeks the same thing and thinking about him being gone for all those long hours for what they said it was a five week long, six weeks, six week long. Granted, it seemed like thing. they didn't go very far for that season. True. But he still was probably like, you know, on set <laughs> Super for busy. so many hours. And she was having to do that all alone. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like, this is something that she could have rightly been like, no, it's too soon, whatever. But then she took care of Josh. And now look at all this money that she's getting and I'm sure in the divorce in alimony. <laughs> yes. Ex Mrs. Harrison, you do it. You did it, girl. You did that. <laughs> well, I'm sure. I mean, that's kind of what I was thinking of. I'm like, I'm sure they're living in LA. He's trying to catch his break as a host. And it's mm -hmm. like, Oh my God, I got cast, you know? And think of yeah. him going to her. I don't remember. I don't know what her name is, but if he's just like wife, I know that I've said this a hundred times, but this is going to be my big break. And she's just like, Chris, you've said that about every gig for the past six years. I have, <laughs> you've been gone for practically six years straight saying every gig was going to be the one. And you expect me this like sh weird show where a guy dates 25 women at once is going to be your big break, please. Like that was, that's how I would have been. I would have been like, no, absolutely not. Cut to this many years later. Wild. to 22 million people tuning in on the premiere okay so now this is the part that i really want to talk about is shannon's yeah. skype interview okay um because that whole skype interview was just one long flex like i was dying laughing <laughs> okay i'm so glad we're on the same page because i was screaming through the whole thing <laughs> well first Grace of all we're like laughing only, so hard well it translated to when we saw her exit and she's looking at Alex being like, are you going to have fun? Well, bye. And then she comes storming back and is just like, by the way, why did you get rid of me? And then she's like, mm, cool. Bye. Yes, and I like, forgot about that. Oh, my God. And yes. she like shook. She shook his hand goodbye and was like, have fun and like ran out. <laughs> Cut to this interview where she's like, Watch cut to her this. first of all. 
She's posed. She's got her fat diamond rings on. She's got her, you know, modern farmhouse (laughs) kitchen in the back in the background. She's got some. I don't know if you noticed, but like some little wooden decor to the to the left that they probably got on a vacation to Chile. It's staged Um, perfectly. Perfectly. (laughs) I was dying. And then so that that already kind of killed me. And, you know, the interviews go and I'm like, whatever, boring, boring, boring. Then when the whole fam, when she goes, my husband would love to get a shout out from you. Her husband doesn't give a shit. She's like, (laughs) bring the kids in, Roger. Bring them in. Show them, Justin. Justin, show them how happy we are. Show them how beautiful our family is. I, that was when, when she, when Chris was clearly wrapping the interview, (laughs) clearly wrapping the interview, and she just is like, by the way, um, I, my husband and I have been watching every season, and we would love to come to the Bachelor Mansion sometime. And Chris is just like, um, Absolutely. Anytime. anytime. Of, of course. And then she's like, well, you're going to fulfill that promise right now and tell Justin, my husband, to his face. Justin? <laughs> Justin, my husband, and our two children. And she was Zachary, like, age seven, and Kathy, age nine. Yeah. Kathy, she no was names like, a kid Kathy she was anymore. telling Chris Harrison what to do. Why don't you tell him yourself, Chris Harrison? What do you have to say to Justin? What is he going to be allowed to do? Where's his invite? She instructed Chris to give. And I'm like, this woman should be the host of this damn show at this point. <laughs> it was just hilarious. And then when they're saying bye, it's just the the the, the framing of like their their farmhouse kitchen and the four of them, like the one boy and one girl just like, bye bye. I, well, I don't know if they had a boy it. and a girl, but the baby and whatever. It was just hilarious. to me. I, I could not. I could not believe it. And then when when Chris Harrison told him that he was allowed to the bachelor mansion. Justin's like, Oh, um, thanks so much. Cool. <laughs> and she's, she's like, just like this guy. <laughs> and she's like, you can just, all I could imagine was as soon as they cut her, like freaking out at him and being like, Justin, are you fucking kidding me? I told you to come in. I had to ask him. You were supposed to walk in at some point. So I didn't have to intro you in. And now, and you didn't act excited at all. Now he's probably not even going to, now they're not even going to follow up. <laughs> Zachariah's bow tie was completely disheveled. (laughs) (laughs) The bow tie. I'm so dead. That's so that's literally how it was. It was it was her moment and I loved it. Oh, my God. She's like, all you bitches are laughing at me back then. Look at me now. (laughs) I've never been happy. We are living the American fucking dream. (laughs) It was probably my favorite moment. Oh my God. Me, I loved it. Okay. It was incredible. But I think that brings us then to the fantasy suites, another highlight. Yes, it definitely brings. This was a couple, these were some great moments in a row here. So we are then given, we're shown some of uh, Amanda and Alex's relationship. She seems wonderful. He's like, she's everything that I've wanted. She's great. Blah, blah, blah. She makes me feel warm and happy. All these things. Um, I can rest my head in her gorgeous bosoms. Um, (laughs) They then show us a fantasy suite that has a, a few factors to it. Number one, is it at a Best Western? Oh, honey, I wrote, is this at the Doubletree Inn? 
So, yeah, I think that's pretty much on. I, that's in my notes right here are the fantasy suites at the Doubletree Inn. Best Western, I think, was what I was looking for. What's the one? Maybe it's not the Doubletree. It's the one where it's like business like. Yeah, like a um, Radisson or or I don't know. <laughs> it might be it might be Best Western like plus or something think, like yeah, that. I think I actually think Doubletree is is better than Best Western because it was a little nicer, I think, than Best Western. And Doubletree, mm. I think, is like a step up because, you know, the entrance They've to their, got the, that the, inclusive continental breakfast with yes. a waffle machine. The waffle machine, they're they're uh, the croissants when you get them in the morning. They're not separately packaged, so you know it's a little nicer. Like it's not. <laughs> yes, you, you know. get not only a bar of soap but also a tube of of face wash. That's yes. the step up. All I could think about when they walked into that hotel room was like, oh god, this is where me and all my college girlfriends used to stay when we'd hop around the country and go party in different locations, right? This is because we'd p- pool our our pennies together and we'd be like, this was this was it. Didn't it look like a bu- it just looked like a business trip suite to me when they yes. walk in like the carpeting, like the uh, the lack it had, of decor. It had no romance and there was a a mini bottle of champagne with two plastic glasses sitting next to it. No de- decoration. There was just like the awkward fluorescent light over it. And it was like, well, here like, we is are. Is this an afterthought where the fantasy suite's not supposed to be a thing? And they're like, I have an idea. Let's just let them stay the night somewhere. Let's get them like a room. Like Rudy and Matt. Yeah, let's get them a room. Is there anything, any deals on hotels tonight? No? <laughs> Maybe Priceline? Okay. <laughs> This one's Ooh. going for eighty nine dollars. <laughs> I was literally Not about to say eighty nine on the nose. Eighty nine. If the penthouse is going for eighty nine because we're getting it tonight, we're getting that same day deal. Yes. <laughs> Not too showy. Not too shabby. Let's go. Yeah. Oh my god. But, but uh, then, then also, mm-hmm. we are shown more in season one. Than were ever shown ever because they put in I don't know a camera in perhaps in sweet camera that what they hide it in a tissue box. <laughs> it's like full night vision facing the bed. I'm like, is this like an episode of Cheaters or is this The Bachelor? <laughs> we're seeing like the shadows of naked people. Like, how is this allowed? I'm like, are the produ- is the production just watching them have sex? Is it what, what's happening? I mean, that's they have the, they still have the same thing in Paradise though. They have like the boom boom room. But there's are there cameras in there that are going? Yes, on? yes. You don't I remember mean, that footage they've showed in Paradise of like people true. getting fingered and shit? True. I would take I can't believe that it. room. I would just be in there by myself and I, I would just be like <laughs> showing off just alone on the bed. Be like, you see this, America? <laughs> I had rumor. I heard rumors of some. I'll tell you off camera of like a couple that was or or a, a person in paradise who that was like kind of. Their oh, thing. enjoying. Like, it's a turn on to like oh. the know that we're being filmed and watched by the editors. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait till you tell me. Patreon, Patreon level. <laughs> Secret uh, fans only. Um, yeah, that was that blew my mind. The in sweet camera. It. And then somehow to add a cherry on top of the situation. 
we hear from Amanda that they have set up a plastic sheet. I missed this. Oh, hold, please. I have the exact quote. They set up a, they left for them a set up plastic sheet with ice cream and chocolate syrup. And then she showed the Polaroid of her like this. And she's got like chocolate syrup on her. The plastic sheet. I just missed that part. Yes. They left them those things. And the fact that it's so weird in the (laughs) the double tree suite, like there's something just weird and porny and gross about that whole setup. The plastic sheet is what sent me. First of all, I was like, oh, this is how you do food play without having it be super messy. Because that's always my thought. I'm not like a food play person. But all I think about is like, wow, all that chocolate syrup would stain everywhere. And then I'm like, oh, my God, plastic sheet. But then when I think plastic sheet, I either think newborn or Dexter. So absolutely. (laughs) Also, just think about like in the foreplay, how you have to like lay down the plastic sheet. Like before we put whipped cream all over our bodies, we got to lay down the protection. And there's nothing sexier than a plastic sheet. <laughs> Wild. And you're just crinkling around like when you're at the doctor's office. So the Polaroids have been around since season one, too. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Very interesting. Well, after that night with the plastic sheet and the hidden camera, Alex thinks that she's the best person for him. <laughs> Then this on the is other, my girl. <laughs> this is my girl. And she does seem, Amanda seemed quite lovely. She seems cool. And then we have Trista and Alex's relationship. Who, um, I just can't wait to talk about her season. I just got to say, this is what I've yes. been waiting for. I'm very excited. Time, I, talk about her I, season. I would like to make a comment that at one point in her, the clips with her and him, is that we see her submerging with all the other women into a clay bath and Alex and she's doing it cautiously and Alex throws a chunk of clay on her chest and laughs and then when she's continuing to try to submerge he's rubbing her arm I know that was so gross in the creepiest way ever well you know underneath the clay he's touching like another woman with his foot under the clay and he's so creepy. And by the way, it doesn't even look like clay. It's like nasty black, like some weird caviar looking shit or something. It's so thick. It was just and black thick. and just like it looks and, disgusting. And, yeah, he's, and he's smearing it on her. And I never said this at the top of this, but I would like to make this declaration loud and clear. Um, number one, Alex Michelle is missing. And I don't know why people aren't trying to find him more vigorously. Um, <laughs> number two, he gives Wait, me the he major creeps. He didn't actually end up talking to Alex. He left the, Chris Harrison didn't. He left that cliffhanger of like, will we get to talk to him? No, and we no, don't. No, he confirmed it in the episode. He said we could not get a hold of him. We have tried for years and years. I thought that was like sort of a joke. No. They can't keep and that's why he talked then to Amanda about it. And he was just like, Have you heard from him? And she's like, It's been six years. And Chris is like, we haven't heard from him. Then he's like, Alex, if you are Wait, watching. I didn't realize that that was like, what? <laughs> Alex Michelle is missing and everyone's acting really casual about it. <laughs> that is, that is really weird. Yeah. Like, 
why would you dodge production that hard? I understand com- like responding back and being like, hey, no, I, you know, I appreciate you guys reaching out, but like, I'm not going to do any sort of dialogue with anyone. But just to like not be around and you he can't be found. Oh, my gosh. But then that on another note, really weird. It was really weird. And on another note, he gave me the major creeps. I was not a fan of our first Bachelor. No. Yeah, I got to agree with you. No. He gave me that energy of like at the very top when, first of all, Chris Harrison fully like glasses shamed him and was like, he doesn't (laughs) look like the type of guy. Look at him with those glasses and his little body. And he's like, look at his his four eyes. (laughs) He's like, but thank God he got a pair of contacts and started swimming and things started looking up. <laughs> Anywho, it's just, you know what? I'm sorry, Alex, but you just you just came off a little creepy. It was I don't know if it was the Matrix glasses and the full leather constantly. <laughs> like, I felt like Alex was going to ask oh, me to take the plane red pill ride? or the blue pill. <laughs> That's what I felt like the, the whole plane time. ride outfit. I was like, whoa, coming in hot, coming hot with the Morpheus. Um, <laughs> and the slick back. Oh my god! I know, and the shape of his head and everything bothered me. I know, I feel bad, rude? but he also I'm just, just now he, I'm just picking on him because I don't like him. I'm not a huge fan, now I'm but just I do picking on his appearance. But as much as rude. I think he's kind of, I think he's a creep. I also hope that he's safe. So, <laughs> yeah. Where the is this some sort of bachelor conspiracy? Are they holding him hostage? Does he know too much? <gasps> About the new world order <laughs> bachelor. Hashtag find Alex Michelle. Get it. Let's create, let's create a whole conspiracy and let's spread it on Facebook because that's, you know, where they all like to live and grow. Yes. Let's yes. start one about that Chris Harrison. Okay, Chris, this I have to make it actually sound conspiracy enough. Chris Harrison knows where Alex Michelle is. And because they have him held hostage. Yes. And. Hmm. And each new contestant, they're implanting like mind control chips in so that they can control them for media and press stuff. Because yes. Alex was ready to tell everything. Yes. About. He was, gonna, he was about to put out about a the bachelor all. Illuminati. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And Lord Harrison had to put a stop to that. How did we get 20 million viewers for the premiere episode? Hmm? Oh, mind control. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. The fact that the formula hasn't changed at all. The fact that season one, all the taglines were happening already. Hmm. 18 what years if, later. What if, what if the roses are actually metaphors for hearts? I believe that Chris Harrison is a time traveler. <laughs> at me. <laughs> can someone please write this in a cohesive way though so i can spread it on my social media channels thank you <laughs> and make some cool graphics to go along with it with like with like Hashtag chris harrison in, in a pyramid <laughs> chris harrison in the Illuminati. put chris harrison like like superimpose him somehow on the back of like a hundred dollar bill and be like but have you noticed that if you look closely at the hundred dollar bill at 2 p.m in broad daylight you will see chris harrison's face appear in the top left corner i mean i don't know if you've ever read our actual constitution but if you put lemon (laughs) on it 
and at a okay, certain Nicolas Cage <laughs> and under a certain bout of moonlight around November peer through it through a microscope you will see Alex Michelle trapped in a cage like this <laughs> did you know that the secret letter wait what is it what's what's Chris Harrison's book <laughs> the promise so the perfect the perfect perfect letter the perfect secret the perfect, the perfect whatever whatever the fuck it is um if you take write down every 13th letter mm-hmm. of the first sentence of every page that will tell you where Alex Michelle is it's true did you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah come on one more come on let's bring it home did you know <laughs> that Josh is actually Alex and Amanda's love child Oh my God, wait. <laughs> did you know that? Did you know that Chad was actually one of the first people they tried the mind control chip on because they wanted to create the perfect villain for JoJo's season, but his mind control chip malfunctioned. And that's what's happening now, as we can see Tur- on social media. Turns out Chad actually like knew what was happening and he got so angry. And that's why he's the way he is now and honestly it's not chad's fault (laughs) that's true they actually they actually turned up his mind control chip because he was fucking up the system Mm -hmm. so anyway that was a great that was great um should we take a quick pause before we continue yeah also just make sure we all get that trending okay broads yes free alex michelle the broad secret and free chad (laughs) he's being held hostage in his mind by the chip it's not his fault. It's not his fault. All right, Broads. Well, here's the thing. I'm I'm sweating right now because it is hot in here. We are recording oh, yeah. this midday. It is summer. The weather in LA lately has been gorgeous, but extremely hot, which means the last thing I feel like doing is cooking a big, warm meal after a Yuck. day in the sun, running around with the kiddo. And that's why I've been keeping things easy with daily harvest. Oh, and by the way, Daily Harvest smoothies and plant-based ice creams are the perfect way to start my day or unwind with the family at nighttime. Broads, I had one this morning. I had like a fantastic chickpea apple vanilla smoothie, which sounds gross and weird. It's not. It's incredible. It also has 16 grams of protein because I checked this morning. It's fantastic. Anyway, also they're they're ice cream. I don't know if you guys have ever had vegan or plant-based ice cream before and you weren't totally sold because it tastes a little chalky or icy or weird or whatever. Um, Let me tell you right now, Daily Harvest's new scoops, their plant-based ice cream is nothing like that. You get all the flavor without any of those unnatural ingredients. I'm obsessed with their strawberry compote. Is it compote or compote? Is it like coyote? I don't know. Strawberry (laughs) compote flavor, whatever. It's delicious. I don't care how to say it. It's incredible. It's totally free of additives, preservatives, and fillers. Only full of the good stuff like whole nourishing ingredients. Check out those ingredients, Broad. It's sweetened with maple syrup. Oh my God, it's incredible. It's so good. All of the flavors are so good. Of course, Daily Harvest has so much more to offer than just the smoothies and scoops. 
my mouth waters just looking at their website. Mm. They've got the harvest bowls, the soups, the flatbreads, the lattes. They're expanding. They have so many new uh, uh, different foods on their broads. Check, go check it out if you haven't in a while. So many more options. Um, and they're making clean e- uh, eating clean food effortless and easy any time of day. Plus, all of their ingredients are farm frozen to lock in nutrients, and they're ready to eat in just minutes. Around my house, Daily Harvest is an absolute lifesaver when cooking just isn't in the game plan for the day, which is often. And parents, by the way, your kids will love Daily Harvest. It's th- everything tastes so good. This and is not an adult like, only. Yeah, it, it's no. delicious. The kids, my my daughter is extremely picky, and she just gobbles up literally it's anything good, I put in front it, of her. Yep. Yeah, and it all has amazing ingredients. Like it's you're sneaking in veggies and stuff here and there. Exactly. It's great. Wow. Um, I Chef's love kiss. it. I just I ordered a huge box specifically for the first six weeks after baby which is what we always suggest and it has not disappointed um Mm. anyway keep it simple this summer with daily harvest you can go to dailyharvest.com enter promo code chatty and you're gonna get 25 bucks off your first box that's promo code chatty for 25 dollars off your first box at dailyharvest.com enter promo code chatty 25 dollars off your first box all right well so Alex and Trista, I mean, we can make this one quick. Oh, yeah. She's, you know, she... Okay, this was you, fucked up. He really pulled the classic, like, you're the one bullshit. Oh, completely. He made Trista think. And Trista, like it was shown, she wasn't one to open up as quickly as some of the other people. And so, you know, it took her a little bit of time. And she finally was like, yes, I, I, I could see myself getting engaged at this. Even after watching him barf in the helicopter in Hawaii, which thank you, ABC, for putting that camera practically in the barf bag. That's the closest I've seen someone barf on national television. It was horrifying. I thought it so I was confused because I thought it was fake. Like at first I thought it was fake. And then I was like, wait, did that actually happen? Like first I thought he was faking her out as a test. But then I realized it actually (laughs) happened. It was all very confusing for me. And then he was sick later that day. And she basically just like petted him in a robe while he like complained (laughs) about feeling yucky. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes but I don't know they, I mean he just he made her think he made her think that he was going to give it to her and then we have the day of the final rose um, Neil Lane is quaking because who is this fabulous woman who is not Neil Lane <laughs> I wondered when the Neil Lane contract came through I this is one of the things I noted I've heard that if you read Chris Harrison's book and mix up the letters, it involves the fact that Neil Lane has trapped many souls to continue to keep this job. And that woman's soul is one of them. So check Neil on Lane probably perform is perform is performs the human sacrifice. He probably like requests that he yes. be the one to do it. Yes. With Neil, like a Neil, diamond encrusted dagger <laughs> that he kills people with. Yes. Yes. Is this slander? Is Are we going to get sued for this? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, how does Lauren Zima play into this whole thing? I think hmm. is she innocent? I think does she know. I think I don't think Lauren Zima knows, but I think she'll find out soon, and then we'll see how that works. I think I don't think Lauren Zima knows. I think I think hmm. she knows. You think she knows? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that it has to do something to do with her interviews. Okay. I think that maybe she made some sort of soul pact Mm -hmm. with 
the Bachelor Illuminati. They, you know, in in sort of um, Scientology fashion. Yes. If she does the soul pact for three eternities for three of her lifetimes, they will make her career successful. Yes. Part of that is to have her be dating Chris Harrison. This makes sense to me. I mean, we don't know where she's been during any of these episodes. I'm surprised we haven't seen her at all, considering they're in Chris's home. Part of me wonders, does she not want to be there because she is trying to get out of this situation? She doesn't want to get tangled up in this, but here she is stuck in this contract, this payment this for soul years. Pact. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, indeed. <laughs> Interesting. It's <laughs> complex. Um <laughs> Well, they have a... He gets a small ass ring. Um, <laughs> Wait, how do they not actually have more conspiracies about Bachelor Nation? Or maybe I, I just don't know about them? Maybe maybe they're like, huge and we're totally out of it. But it seems like there would be a lot surrounding Bachelor Nation. There are so many unanswered questions, truly. Do, 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 do. Hmm. Um, well, Trista in this final exit is rocking a very French-made dress. Uh, it is love it. short. Love was living for her per, uh, pearl choker necklace. Actually, I do want that. Um, but yeah, he doesn't propose. He doesn't. He propose. hits her with the "Let's just be friends." Let's be friends. Also, they had a different arrangement where he comes to her. She's standing there waiting for him, and he walks up. Oh, you're right. That is different. But then he was waiting for Amanda, which made me think, did that fuck with people's brains afterwards that they're like, oh, if if he if I'm brought uh-huh. to him, does it mean that I'm the chosen one versus uh-huh. if I'm waiting there? It means that I'm curious if like I have to now watch the finals of the next few bachelors. Like, did they mix it up or how did they how do they do that without them knowing? Well, and in typical Bachelor fashion, they wait until the very last moment to drop the truth of what's going to happen on them. Trista's was bad on oh. her season. That that rejection, like, that, that was gnarly. That, that tore me up real good. That tore me up um, real good. But yeah, um, he hit her with the less just be friends. She was just like, okay, well. It was pretty brutal. And she literally just kind of hugged him and smiled. And he walked her to Chris Harrison, who walked her out. It was the quickest exchange that I've seen in Bachelor history when it came to like putting in a lot of love and energy for like six weeks and then being like, yeah, you're just not going to be it. Here you go, Chris. And she just is gone. Crazy. And I Um, really, I mean, it made sense that they made her the Bachelorette because she had like a very real personality on that season, you could tell. mm -hmm, And of mm -hmm. course, she's super charming on her season. It seemed like she was a great Bachelorette. I love real and smart and yeah, yeah, all of that. She was fantastic. Um, But then Amanda comes up and he pulls out the ring for Amanda, shows it to her and then says he's going to keep it for a while because they've come so far, but they could go even farther before that decision is actually made. Classic. I would have walked out. Like you show it's like, me. What the is ring? that? A promise ring? But he didn't give it to her. <laughs> he he got down on one knee and handed her a rose. Classic. I actually didn't know that. I actually didn't know that the first bachelor did not get engaged. 
Yeah, I mean, she like we hear in her interview after, she moved out to California for him. So that's also pretty serious. classic. Also classic. Um, but yeah, so then we end up catching up with Amanda. She's moved to Oh my California. God, that was hilarious. She's like, I had opportunities. Playboy, other opportunities. I'm like, shut the <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> You're literally sitting in an Airbnb. I can tell there's no decor in this kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> but she moved back to Kansas to be a DJ at a rock station and they had to go long distance. So the relationship didn't work. Um, and then that's when we find out that... Uh, ABC has been holding Alex Michelle hostage and they're acting like they don't know where he is. Very sus. Very sus. Um, Also, so just got to say with the outfit commentary, I have to say Nicole and Demi did a great job, but Jess, we would have just hit that out of the park. I was, I was watching it just like, oh, I wish, I wish, but they, they really, they had some great, there were some great one-liners in there. I have to give them major props <laughs> yes i agree but it would have been so fun and i wish that they would have actually also included tracy since she wasn't a wardrobe stylist would have sure. loved some some wardrobe stylist commentary but when oh my god when demi said uh about chris or about um chris harrison you're looking like you're about to tell me everything about scientology oh, yeah. i screamed. that was the winner that was the winner that was the best beautiful what was nicole no, I loved Nicole's commentary on um, Ryan's bucket hat outfit. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> She's like, he Something looks like a dude one at the Nickelback concert. We've <laughs> <laughs> got like that 12 was... or 15 roommates. I was like, that is so oh. real. Also, I went on Trista's Instagram and she posted a photo of they still have that bucket hat and it was one of her kids wearing the bucket hat i don't know if you that saw was that so cute i also like loved the bucket hat maybe not for ryan i thought but... it was cute okay crush on ryan times a million over here bitch i like like getting is he into the best the... is he the best ever i mean like, obsessed with trista so don't I get me love wrong her obsessed oh, Jess, I cried multiple times during this recap. <laughs> so did like maybe three times on three in three different parts of the episode. So did I. I like Gray wept and I were my way at each other, <laughs> and I kept going. Grayson, they're like really in love. Like we are watching a love. This is like a movie. This is their love story unfolding. Becca, I, I legit was watching it by myself, and Evan was watching Ember. And I paused it and I was like, Evan, you're going to have to rewatch this with me tomorrow because you're going to love this to watch people truly fall in love on your TV screen. I was like, there's just something special. All of a sudden, I've just turned to leave. I'm like, there's something special about this show. There is something really special. But I do. I remember because I watched her season. I remember watching it and I feel like that was what... I think her season is what kept this show going for so long. I totally agree. That's what Gray said this morning, too. Gray was like, the thing about her season being the first of The Bachelorette, it made people realize, like, oh, this can actually work. Like, people can actually fall in love with the show. And that's what propelled it. And those glimpses of those kind of stories, which continue to happen every now and then, are what continue to propel the show. Yes, Absolutely. It makes sense to me. Watching that, I remember, I mean, I was young watching it and I was just like, this is love. 
and you just wanted to keep watching people fall in love. And now when I watch the show, I'm not thinking really about people falling in love. I'm thinking about it being funny and right. meeting new characters and us recapping it. But at that point, I was like, no, I'm watching. I want to watch people find the love of their life for the rest of their life. And, you know, every once in a while it does happen. And that is what continues to make the show special. Yeah. Every once in a while on Paradise or on a season, mm-hmm. you see people, two people connect and you're like, oh, they've really got something special between the two but of I, them. But I don't think there's anyone like Trista and Ryan. I mean, I mean, I don't want to judge anyone's love, but that connection is is one that I've, I don't feel like I've I'm ever... I'm not going to lie. When I see now... Ari and Lauren together on social media, it like makes perfect sense. And that's kind of weird to say just to how our whole season went. But like every once in a while when I watch their stories, I'm like, oh my God, they're like perfect for each other. Um, no, I com- I completely agree with you. Like that was the only other one that I was thinking like, you know, but we, I guess we just haven't seen them interviewed and all that. Like I would love to see. I wish that they would do your season and we could see them and we could see you know are they it was just they will i don't think it's on the list i got a couple seconds of screen time in the intro also i was like oh there's me oh there's me yes uh you've gotten screen time in every single intro since this has started and this time you got two two moments you've gotten it you go there you've had screen time in those intros and they've all been different clips becca cool you know who's also got screen time every single time crystal Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> She's gotten like a lot of screen time in every single intro. So they're not going to? I don't think so. It hasn't been I on the list. I thought they would. I was thinking maybe they would put, do another two episoder. And I was thinking maybe they would do what's his face who picked what's her face. You know, the similar story oh. like with Becca and Lauren. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I was mean? Jason. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking maybe they would do half Jason, half Ari or something. Yeah. I mean, but maybe not. Maybe, um, but I don't okay. didn't see it. Anyways, so um, we see the Krista's, uh, Krista's, Trista's season. I saw Chris Harrison in my notes. I was like, Krista. <laughs> um, I like that. So, I mean, I say we just like dive into the meat of it. Yeah. We see like, you know, she meets a bunch of the men's. We will say that I'm curious if, they're, if we're going to see Bob season because we're introduced to Bob. Who you is loved, based, right? What? Do you liked him? No. no. Um, I did. I didn't like the season. I don't okay. want to ruin it if they if they do do yeah. the recap. But uh, Bob, to me, it's just Will Ferrell. Like I'm I'm watching Will Ferrell. <gasps> oh like, my god! Yes, I said the same thing when he came on and he was doing his dance. I was like, he reminds me exactly of Will Ferrell. Yes. Wait, he had a season. Yeah, Bob had a season. Wow. I just don't even know about this stuff. Yeah, yeah that everyone was, was like so everyone was so charmed by him. He was so fun and like wonderful on Trista's. Uh, he was he kind of like one like Miss Congeniality on the season it. a little bit. Got it. And so I think everyone just like, you know, wanted to see him wanted to see him as as the bachelor. Oh, yeah. Um, but she meets. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, Ryan, yeah, definitely from the beginning, like, his voice, I'm like, he's got a sexy-ass voice, he's hot as fuck, he's so nice. Immediately, I was like, I mean, I already knew that she chose him, but Grayson, too, had no idea, and immediately in the limo entrance, he goes, oh, she's picking him. Oh, she's she's 100% picking him. Well, she gave him the first rose, but also, we get the first letter-slash-poem of 
bachelor world and it's from ryan and it was like normally a poem and i'm like Corny. oh no and it was beautiful and the way it he was, gave it to her he was just like i'm not really great with words so i wanted to write the, oh my god the way but it was it's just that it's 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 so uh it's so telling to how clear it is when when someone's genuine because yes. if someone who wasn't being super genuine or was doing it for the camera would have done this my skin would have been crawl I would have been like no 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 yes but the way that he is just so real and you just you just, he just screams and you can tell he's genuine. like that kind of more quiet guy and uh, and the fact that he comes in and he's like I'm a firefighter and then he wrote her this like beautiful sensitive poem and I'm like I love balance but again, you're it's you're so right because it really is all about vibes because everyone could have come, someone else could have come in with the exact same things going for them and just been total like ugh sleaze mm-hmm. bag kind of. But he just immediately you can tell how yeah, genu- so genuine and real. He is so genuine and real. Um, the <laughs> <Wait>. other, <laughs> just the whole time I was just like, oh my god. Um, the other guy who caught uh, Trista's eye was Charlie. And I remember seeing the watching the season at the beginning and being like, this guy is going to be the worst. But I have to say. And he had a moment where I thought it was going to continue to be the worst and he turned a corner for me. I have to say, I think Trista maybe had my favorite top two, like where I don't know. Charlie, I still got the vibe that he was like hiding something. Like he's like just, a secret. Like my thought. This is what I was saying at the end in the final two. I was like, I feel like he's like secretly a dick, or like secretly an alcoholic, or like secretly like a racist. I, I know these are all really maybe. serious accusations, but I just kept getting this vibe that there is something like there. There might be, and at this point, off. it might be totally out, like on Reddit. And I'm just like, he's <laughs> wonderful, but I. But it, you know what it was? I think it was I. I was very skeptical of him, and then when he had that like minor Luke P moment where all of a sudden he was like I don't know if I'm okay with you when he we were about to do the fantasy suite but then and he said those things and I was like no and then she explained it to him and he basically was like I'm in the wrong and I'm sorry yeah and I appreciated that there was although her explanation was funny because she was just like if it was just me like if it was just me and you like there's no (laughs) I don't know what the stuff she said was really funny to me because she's like you know like if it could just be me and you I'd totally have it that way yeah, and, and I was, was like, like bitch you can do that <laughs> you can literally you send can. everyone else else home but, but when she explained to him like the situation that she was in and like how how it was him saying that was making her feel and it didn't take a lot she said it very calmly and she's yeah. and and he immediately was like you know what that was wrong of me to put you in that position and I'm sorry and he and handled was the like, breakup really well too and he handled the breakup so kindly and he just wanted the best for her. And he seemed, I don't know, maybe again, you might be totally right. And it might be fully out that he's the worst. But I remember watching it and I thought he was going to be, I thought you were going to yeah, find out douche. something about him. And I remember starting to like him more and more as the season continued. And at the end being like, wow, these were two nice guys <laughs> that she had at the very end. Yeah. Um. But yeah. The one other moment before we get into more of her specific relationships with Charlie and Ryan was the scene with Greg, who was the musician. Oh, my God. 
Oh my god. Oh my god. This made me wish, by the way, both of the seasons, Trista's and um uh Alex. Alex, uh, made me wish that they still did this of going to people's house, which I totally get why they don't, because at the same time, it's like I did I, while it was absolutely hilarious and I fucking loved it. I'm like, I can see how this could play out in other seasons, like being maybe a little bit like demoralizing for somebody yeah, yeah, just yeah, because yeah, yeah. of their financial status. Like I did not feel that way at all with this episode, even though it's sort of I mean, it was just hilarious to me because I was like, oh, my God, I love this. Just like total <laughs> starving artist, musician, like I felt so bad for him, Becca. I felt so bad because all i could think about know that they were going to go to their house i mean maybe i don't know you i don't know it, it's it was like all i could think about like, was so many of our musician friends <laughs> who are like really hard-working people but especially in new york it's so expensive to live and a, a place like that costs still a lot of money and you're working your hardest and even if it doesn't cost a lot you're work. and he's got his he's got his egg crates up to block out the sound so he can record and she's just like so disgusted i mean he <laughs> must have known right because his place was just like there was dirty dishes in the sink like a towel st- slung over <laughs> the side of something this is like when they went to Barnett's house on Love is Blind. And I'm like, don't they know? Like, and also, are you leaving for four weeks and leaving your house like this? You disgusting slob. I mean, I'll be real with you. When I leave, sometimes my house is gross. And I, I can't. Would be- how can you do that? How can you leave for weeks and then you know you're going to come home to a nasty house? I can tell you how I do it. I turn <laughs> off my brain. <laughs> I can tell you how I do it. It's easier. I have to do it for future me because I know I will spiral into like a depressive panic when I get home. I always do. And yet I never learn. It's every time I'm packing and packing always takes me way longer than I think. So Mm, then I never end up cleaning my house. And I we're leaving. Ember starts to the, the woman is a tornado. And then she starts to tear through the home and take out everything. And I'm just like, fuck this. I'll take care of it when we get home. The second we walk through our house, I have a full blown like I'm fully having an anxiety. Like the last time we came home and a full blown attack. And I was just like, we have to move. We have to move. And Evan's just like, okay, let's Bro, just I'm clean. Say this though, because Jess's house is always. I, I remember seeing this on your story. Someone was like, you said, like, what do you assume of me or whatever? And someone was like, that your house is always like dirty, you're messy or whatever. Jess's house isn't. So I will give you that because your house is you like pretty much always really put together and like organized and clean well i appreciate that those kind words i've really worked on it because <laughs> i've noticed that it did make me really anxious and mm-hmm. so i but i keep my living room and my kitchen the always clean yeah my bedroom and my car are gross car yeah cars really de- i actually just got the inside and outside of my car detailed it looks fantastic right now except for the bumper hanging off the front of it which i still haven't gotten fixed like a year and a half later but yeah it's usually disgusting anyway your car really but you said but you would say that your car was gross you'd be like oh, you'd open bad. your car and i'd see it and you'd be like oh it's gross and i was like oh lord you haven't seen my car <laughs> I don't know. I feel like mine gets like an episode of Hoarders sometimes. I have like all these like trash and recycling stuff everywhere or on the floor. And sometimes it happens. You know what I mean? I like, you know, it's just when you're coming and going, especially once you have a kid, it gets a little crazy. It, mine was real bad before the kid. Same. I'm just trying to make myself feel better. 
that was my justification when I was a nanny, though, too. My mom, my parent, I would go to my parents' house and they'd be like, this is, this is really bad. You need help. And I'd be like, I, I have kids in the car all the time. There's no point in cleaning it because they're just going to ruin like, it. Sorry that I am taking care of a bunch of beautiful children who come in and out and I let them live their life. Okay. I could vacuum it, but then there's going to be crushed up Cheerios next week. So why don't I leave sorry. the crushed up Cheerios from last year on the floor? There is Cheerio and goldfish powder everywhere. <laughs> what are you going to do? Okay. So what? So, oh, oh, my God. The musician apartment. Yes, I mean, I that we kind of covered it, but it, it just when she walked in, she was her, so her face. She was so clearly disgusted. She was so sexually attracted to Greg. She was like, of all the guys, just so sexually attracted to me, so hot, da da da. And the second she walked into that house, it all went away. It was just she was appalled. appalled. She was appalled. And when he said, "You want a glass of wine?" and she's like, "I'll just take some water," <laughs> and she was like, literally like this, like water she and even laying, then she's like do she, i even want water like is there going to be a cockroach floating in it when you hand it to she me she was laying against the couch of the pillow like covered in a blanket it was just like just trying to get away as far away from the apartment as she could if it was me i definitely they would have caught me smelling the water before drinking it 100 percent because i already do that at my own house and you better believe if i was at the apartment You're i'd just be like, like inspecting the glass in the light okay just like coronavirus like oh my god well Uh, yeah that was good so he had to go obviously so he had to go then we have the cassie interview do you want to get to that at the very end um yeah do you want to or do you want to take a break and just yeah let's do cassie episode at the very or cap cassie interview at the very end but should we take a break real quick before we continue let's take a quick little pause huh let's do it um so Let's get really real here for a moment, Broad. Speaking of dirty cars because of all the children, okay. (laughs) Motherhood or the journey to motherhood or even the consideration of motherhood can be scary and intimidating and just a lot. I'll never forget when I brought Ember home, I simultaneously felt like I'd never be alone again while also Mm. feeling more alone than I had ever felt in my entire life. Very good way to describe it. It just hit me i remember walking through the door and i've been so thankful over the last um four years for friends and family who have rallied around me becca being one of them helped me as i journey through motherhood and having people you can turn to is invaluable during this time Uh, seriously having a good support system is so important but sometimes it can be really difficult to make friends that are in the same stage of life as you or have experienced similar struggles so that's why i'm such a huge fan of peanut peanut is a social app that helps you meet like-minded moms and moms to be and peanut provides a safe space for mothers expectant mothers and those trying to conceive to build friendships ask questions and find support and i am like a huge fan of their forums you can catch me on their forums responding to people and like it's really cool because you can get like a opinion from a wide group of people on just all things motherhood so i find that really fun personally it's so wonderful and i didn't join until ember was a bit older but i will say like for mothers trying to conceive and those who have just brand new had a little one it i wish i would have had this Mm. when i had first had ember for sure um i love the community i found in peanut it's a space for everyone whether it's those trying to understand adoption pregnancy first years i mean whatever peanut is a place to connect with people like you and i know how easy it is to get frustrated as a mom and understandably so you're creating and shaping another human life after all uh peanut has created the most safe non-judgmental environment for me to walk through motherhood with the help of moms who have been there or are currently there um their friendship has helped some 
through some hard, weird, crazy days as a mom, and especially with the state of the world as it as it's in right now, it's a very, very valuable place to not yeah. feel alone. You can download the app for free today and head to peanut.app.link slash broads or find it in your app store. That's peanut.app.link slash broads or find it in your app store to download today. Um, Well, as we're talking about the home too, we're talking about our houses and my home has become, especially recently, 100% my comfort zone the one place where I feel so content and at ease and I would like to keep it that way and recently I've wanted to make more of an effort to be keeping the space that way kind of like we were talking about mm. trying to make a little more of an effort and I tend to have champagne taste on a mid-shelf wine budget <laughs> but that's okay because article has shown me that you can still create your perfect living space without spending tens of thousands of dollars Jess and I are both obsessed with article it's no mm-hmm. secret if you've been listening to the show for a while we both have pieces from them in our house and i know i personally was i was shocked by how amazing the quality was at first because the prices are really affordable they're able to do this because they cut out the middleman so there's no salespeople, no showrooms meaning no retail markups and unlike traditional furniture shopping articles so fast all their in-stock items are shipped in two weeks or less and there's a super simple 30-day return policy if you ever shop for furniture from a showroom room, you know this is huge because delivery times are like six weeks minimum. This is also true on other furniture websites I've been seeing. It's like, oh, soonest I can get this is in like September. So, you know, yes. not super helpful. But Article is quick, quick, quick. We love Article. Uh, the coolest thing about the Article website to me is that they design pieces in collection groups with super streamlined styles like mid-century, Scandinavian, industrial. So if you like a certain item, it shows you everything else it could potentially work with um, in your home, which makes styling entire rooms so easy, especially if you're not wired as an interior designer. That's not my skill set. And so being on Article and seeing mm-hmm. all that group together makes it easier for my brain to know what looks nice together. Uh, well, if you want to check it out, Article's offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. So you can go to article.com slash chatty and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. So that's article.com slash chatty and you're going to get $50 off your pers- first purchase of $100 or more. All right. So um, <laughs> back to Trista. Um, back to Trista. So <sighs> her and Charlie... She's super into him. She thinks he's hot, hot, hot. It was crazy to me that she basically said, like, when when it was the final two, she said that she pretty much decided when she saw him that it wasn't him. And because she had a speech written out uh-huh. that was going to be about how she wanted to be with him. Yes. That was crazy. That was crazy. I It seemed it was crazy because it seemed to me like, as a viewer, Ryan was just so fantastic. Seems but so Trista was, was really on the Charlie train hard. Like, she, like she was very caught between Charlie and Ryan, but she really, really liked Charlie from the very beginning. Um, and they both had been cheated on, so they kind of had that where they were able to talk about that, which ended up, I think, really leading to that conversation before the fantasy suite mm. where... He said, if, you know, if uh, it gets down to something sexual, then I don't want to be involved with you in that situation with you. If you're thinking about being involved in that situation with anybody else, because to me, that means you don't have the feelings for me that I have for you. And I was like, oh, hi, Luke P. It was it was. 
it's so funny, by the way, Becca, watching this now, because I remember watching it in 2002 and not, you know, understanding all the implications the of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just being kind of like, okay. And just tracking along with it. And now watching it, you know, gosh, 18 years later, being like, uh, excusez-moi. <laughs> red flag. Major red flag. Um, but like I said before, she then explains to him that she brings up. I loved this, though. I know that she made the comment where she's just like, I wish that it was just you. But I loved how she brought up the double standard and she addressed that in the early 2000s where this was like not something that women were talking about on television. She felt super confident about it when she said it, too. She was so confident where she was just like, I've had sex before. I've made love before. I think it brings people closer together. And I was thinking, wow, what a, I mean, watching that as, as a person at that point, it, I, I was just talk about the, uh, the one who came before the Caitlin's and the Hannah's like she, totally. Trista paved, paved the, way. the way. It was beautiful. Um, she really does seem like one of the goats of the bachelorettes. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely. Great to start out The with. true one. Now, also, the fantasy suite had quite the glow up when you saw our fantasy did. suite with, with Charlie compared to Alex Best Western Doubletree season. Yes. They had a beautiful Put fireplace a and a it. full spread with like a rug in front of them where they were rolling around. I was like, all right, now we're getting back to. We had and then on with Ryan's, we had rose petals all over the bed, you know. Now, yes. I had to say, I have to say, I the chemistry with Ryan was just off the charts. And I know she was talking about chemistry with other people, but like when they had that one makeout session and she did this like giggle laugh after I told Gray, I go, Oh, that's the giggle laugh where she's like, I am so wet right now. I was like, that's, that's what she was. That's what that was. You mean when she was on the back of the boat with him Mm -hmm. and she was like, "Ah, after they made out and I was like, Oh yeah, I know exactly what that means. You know, that moment where you like are kissing someone and like this sounds so so like oh my god but you know when you kind of start it's black when your eyes are closed and you kind of start seeing those stars a little bit like you're like i'm feeling a little bit lightheaded mm. that's how it felt like do you, do you know what i'm talking about like that kind of like that initial first like intense kiss where it's like oh you're kind of swept off your feet a little bit especially if you're not necessarily expecting it and then you're just kind of like you're you're sort of taken into this other zone and then you know she you could tell that she got pulled out of it and she's like oh my god we're on tv like oh yeah oh my god but you can tell he is so you could also tell that he is such a good lover you could just you could just totally tell he screams it and the Ugh. way that they, I love the moment where he was joking with her about how he wasn't going to write a poem because he's like, I think she only likes me for that. And then how she gave him the first rose was like, even though you didn't get a poem. And they had their cute little inside jokes. And I was trying to think of even any recent bachelor or bachelorette season where you saw kind of like a moment like that, where there was this inside joke moment and as playful as, I don't know, it's... They have something special. That's for sure. I know. And I was like, ugh. well, we'll get into that when we get into that. But yeah, when. okay, let's just. So first of all, her breakup with Charlie was brutal as fuck, as I brought up earlier. Um, It was horrible. And I love Trista, but her speech up until she 
left him. She I, said, though, she said the speech was prepared because she was going. She thought she wanted to be with him. I know. So I that just was literally the it. same speech. And then she had just one idiot and be like, I would have just now it. my was, heart's telling me something else. So sorry. I just would have been like, I'm really, really sorry. Um, I had a speech prepared and it's just going to be a no for me. <laughs> Bad. But on the other hand, Sob Central. When. Yeah. When when she and Ryan are together and they're like. When she said, like, I see us having children and grandchildren, I had goosebumps all up and down. And then I was crying because I was like, Grayston, it's like eight, like 16, 15 years later and they have children now together. And like, and, and she said she wanted a boy and a girl and they have a boy and a girl. And like, oh, it was like they manifested their future together in that moment. And his proposal was so beautiful. So he's so cute. He's so cute. He's so cute. And it was, I mean, and then to transition from that to their actual wedding. To their actual wedding. I was like, I I just kept saying, I was like, this is a, this is like a movie. This is a movie. I'm watching them. I watched them fall in love. And then now I'm watching them walk down the aisle and say their vows to each other. I was like, this is, Yeah. And his hair was looking real cool. It's I so loved cute. His, the little his, disheveled. His, yes. And her diamond necklace was gigantic. And I think you could hear, I feel like I remember Chris Harrison on another interview saying, because you could hear the helicopters during their like mm. their wedding. You could hear. And I and I could be wrong about this, but I'm 99% sure in another interview, Chris Harrison said those were the sound of helicopters from tons of paparazzi and they didn't, they weren't prepared for that to happen. So they like, so people knew about where the wedding was actually going to happen. And so all these helicopters came in. They had no idea that the response would be as big as it was. 20 million people viewed the wedding. They said also really crazy that Chris Harrison wasn't the officiant. Isn't that funny how they didn't do that? That is funny, huh? Cause they changed that up and now he's the, the officiant for all the other ones. Yeah. I wonder if that bothers him. <laughs> that should have been my moment. Um, yeah, it was just beautiful. And then, okay. And then after that, was that their interview? After that, yes, yes. Oh my! So I was actually concerned. I was like, is she about to say that they're getting the divorce? Like that's that's what I thought too. And they kind of made it seem that way from the preview. She's like, we she's haven't like, talked about this publicly. I'm gonna be honest with you. While they were there, while there was a commercial break happening, I googled quick. I had to know. I was so stressed out after I watched that because I was like, I'm like, I love them so much, and I forgot how wonderful. I know. They are. I went on her. I didn't Google it, but I went on her Instagram, and I was like, Are there recent photos of them together? Like, I was like, No, I can't handle this. It's gonna be too much for my for my poor little heart. But thank God, we find out that um, what he's just Ryan, working in another. I, I was confused. He's working in another he's city. So, he joined the Denver Fire Academy. And so he's been gone for 18 weeks as he's like training to become a firefighter for oh. the Denver Fire Academy. Okay. So she's like, I'm, and she, you could tell she was like, yeah, it's been really, really hard. Like he's gone all the time. I miss him so much with the world as it is right now. She's probably, I mean, she's alone oh, with the yeah. kids and he's gone. And, it's just like, and I was so sad too because I was like, if I saw 
of all people that I want to see interviewed together, it's Ryan and Trista. Okay. Like I want to see them and I was so And I wanted to be able to gauge like, oh my God, what is their relationship like? So I was like, oh no, like, is it on the rocks? What's happening? And then when they did not disappoint. When they phoned him in and she starts crying. And she's just like, baby. And it was, it was everything I needed. It was everything I needed. I was like, this is some soulmate stuff, baby. Oh, I know. And then she, the fact that she was still crying, like, just with him even Skyping in. It's like they have two children 16 years later. They're, she's crying just seeing his face. And then when he's when he's talking about how lucky he is that he oh doesn't God. understand how lucky he is. And I loved how he was like, this is I know the franchise is really special to Trista. Like she did it twice. And you could kind of tell it seemed like the franchise is special to Trista. And he's just happy that he went on the show and found her. And then he started crying and they're both looking at each other on Skype crying and he stayed up late. Like you could just so get his aura like he's older now. He's going to bed early. They're both se- by the way, I went on their Instagram. They're both sexy ass old motherfuckers now. Like they're both <laughs> almost 50 or 50 and they they're are so, so hot. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they're well. so beautiful. And then when they call the kids in and when he called his son Peanut and his son looked up and was like, hi, dad. Like, so angry that his dad (laughs) called him Peanut on national TV. I know. He's like hovering in the background. Like, what? You know that he especially hates that they're they're like, mom has to do another stupid thing for their stupid TV show that they met on or whatever. Or they're just probably like, dude, mom and and dad are always like spooning and kissing in front of us. And I hate it. And you're like, oh, it's so beautiful for you guys to see this this beautiful love that your parents still have together oh my god (laughs) you're one of the lucky ones peanut (laughs) peanut you don't understand how lucky you truly are your parents have is beautiful it's beautiful (sighs) (sighs) oh that was anyways i was so good it was a true gift, honestly. Thank you, Bachelor. It was a gift to see. I did not like Alex Michelle, but I am concerned for him, and I loved watching the first season. And then we absolutely adore Trista and Ryan, and it was so it was such Big a wonderful stands. gift to watch them. Yes, Big stands. Um, um, sh- wait, Ron, or Shannon is quaking. She wishes she was that happy. Shannon is quaking. <laughs> She's livid. Um, well, before we before we wrap this, we do have to talk about the quick Cassie Chris Harrison moment. Okay, and we have to talk about the drama, which I'm not sure if you saw unfold on social I did. media. I did too. I did. Um, even though I, yeah, I just happened to see when she posted. Yep. Yep. And I was like, interesting. Okay, yes. so okay, let's let's just talk about because I'm okay. So her interview was. You know, she pretty much said nothing as usual in usual Chris Harrison fashion. He is being so okay. It actually made me uncomfortable. I'm not I'm actually not joking right now. He was basically like, come on, come on. And she is visibly uncomfortable and is like, I really don't want to talk about this. Oh, it was so it it was horrible. I felt like it was I felt like it was inappropriate. It felt very inappropriate. It also felt like a forced interview or the vibe maybe that I got because she the, the second the camera turned on, she seemed agitated. Yes. And part of me is like, was she maybe scheduled to talk about something else? And then they 
a last minute we're like actually let's talk with you about your colton or with your breakup with colton and she was seemed because she seemed like distraught starting the interview like she was not happy that they were going to be asking about this yeah i mean the way they teased it through the whole episode of like cassie doing the first interview since the breakup you know and she first of all i thought she literally could not have handled the situation better i thought so too she can she continued to shut down Chris Harrison, even though he tried and tried and tried to pry information out of her when he made he the comment. And goes, yeah, didn't say shit. And then when he made the comment even and said, well, and then he gets COVID. So I'm assuming COVID and quarantine would just expedite your guys's breakup process and how she right away goes. No, 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 no. Didn't have anything That's to do with that. Not what happened. In fact, it brought us closer together. He's wonderful. Like she I thought she handled it. And then the one at one point when he goes or when Chris Harrison or she says, he's like, are you do you regret doing this? And she goes, no, it's made me a lot more confident and blah, blah, blah. And even this interview, she's like, I'm nervous for this interview. He's like, yeah, I can tell. And then she snapped at him and goes, oh, really? Can you tell? I know. (laughs) I was like, Cassie, Cassie, Cassie. (laughs) I thought she really handled it like a champ. So champ. That's why then so then this Instagram so so basically she doesn't say anything and Chris no. Harrison is really prying but that that's pretty much all that happened with that interview now yeah. then so here's what goes down on social media Colton makes a post last week uh, these last few weeks have been challenging because by now you know I'm an open book blah 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 when our relationship ended we agreed to handle things as privately as possible I chose to do that I'm I'm shortening and then he says, but obviously a lot changed this week. And then he just goes on like every experience is a, a, a example for growth, blah, 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 blah. Doesn't say much more. But there was that little comment. So then Cassie goes on her Instagram story and tells him off. Writes uh, like three pages. Yeah. She does clarify that, like, she decided to do the interview in the first place because, like, basically she doesn't want to cut ties. Like, she is thankful to The Bachelor for all that it gave her. She doesn't want to, like, burn any bridges. (laughs) Um, Not relatable. But I was like, yeah, no, I totally I totally get that. Like, and you could tell that she was purposely being very guarded when she went on the interview and yeah, like she wasn't going to shade Colton at all no and so she but she basically on her story I don't I don't have the screenshots here but she basically was like if you google it you can find the exact stuff of what she said but she basically was like Colton we agreed to keep things private like don't be passive aggressive with me with that comment like I didn't say anything and she goes on Monday, so aka when the episode aired, Colton, you informed me that you're going to be writing a chapter for a book. Of, I don't know. Is it, it is is it his new book? Is he having, writing another book? I thought he just put one out. Maybe maybe it's like an added chapter. Maybe like there'll be like a deluxe version that comes okay. out that he adds About a chapter COVID. to. Yeah. So he yeah. said he he told her that he was going to do. A chapter about him having COVID and then she says, which obviously would include a lot of me and my family, considering he stayed at our house during that time. Colton, you said that I won't be able to give approval for that chapter, even though I'll be featured heavily in it. Like, don't have a double standard when you're going to you're going to turn around and basically like do the same shit. Came and she was like, I want this to go on the record publicly. 
what are your what were your thoughts on her doing this? You know, I have mixed thoughts because one, I'm like, girl, I totally get it, and like, good for you, and I I like Cassie. Yeah. Um, I don't know her personally, but like, she did bless us with our beautiful kitties. She and Michelle did, which I'll be forever grateful. But anyway, aside, but also I was kind of like. I don't necessarily think this had to be said publicly. And I get yeah. it because she's like trying to be like just to set the record straight. But I also I felt like while that comment on Colton's end was passive aggressive, I felt like it was brief and it was subtle enough. Like, I don't think people were necessarily like I don't think a lot of people were like coming for her because when you watch the interview, you see very clearly that she didn't say anything. It's probably only well, like weird Colton stands coming for her. My guess is this. So after he broke up with her or mutual breakup, I don't know whoever broke after up with their her. breakup. Yeah. After their breakup, she lost a bunch of Instagram followers. Oh, did she? Yes. And he did not. And I was seeing a lot of posts where people have a big issue with Cassie. Why? They think that she was just in it for the show in it for the fame they they're like I was just reading a ton of things that were like Colton was in love with her and she was just kind of whatever which I don't think is true by the way people always said that about Cassie and I always felt like I, it was I think she's just really low-key I like, think she's kind of misunderstood I do think she's a little bit misunderstood I think so in that too. aspect I think so too and I I I've only met her one time and had a conversation with her and she was very nice, but she's, she's she, like, she's just a kind of a more shy, like introvert. It seems like she's just kind of more of a shy person. And I th- yeah, I think uh, seeing how important it was to her to keep their relationship low key and like how she didn't want to talk about their relationship a lot. And just when we talked briefly, I remember when I was picking up the cats, I remember her expressing like, and she's talked about it publicly. It's not like she was saying anything yeah. privately to me, but she was like, yeah, I, I don't want to talk about my relationship mm-hmm. like to the mm-hmm. press and stuff. I feel like that shows, like I feel that was her being genuine and I think that shows like yeah. that you're not in it for the attention and press. And, and I think if she was in it for the attention, she would have gone on The Bachelor and she would have spilt a little bit of tea. And instead, she literally just was like, nope, 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 nope. And she wouldn't say anything. To, yeah. And she seemed to express time and time again that she doesn't like being in this spotlight. And I believe that. And sh- and Colton does. And so yes. I what part of me wonders, is that some a stress that was a stress and strain on their relationships? He probably wanted to do more things together as a couple. And I mean, that's an assumption, but I don't know. He definitely likes and he talk. He talks very openly about how he likes being in the spotlight and and that's not so much of her deal and so i think i don't think she needed to necessarily put it on her instagram but at the same time i I, I felt like that was like maybe a little bit emotional which i can totally understand i'm not like faulting her for it but i think it was maybe like an emotional knee-jerk reaction that maybe if she'd taken a little more time she could have realized it maybe wasn't as necessary part of me part of me wonders if it was a lot of like a i I've received a lot of heat from Bachelor Nation about not um, being as into Colton as he's into me. And then all of a sudden hearing that he's about to drop this and then he kind of threw that shady comment and just protecting herself before it all comes out. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think I can fault her for it. No. I think just like objectively it might have been a better decision not to, but... 
but also maybe not who knows what what may have unfolded and maybe it's better that she just kind of like covered her ass yeah and we don't know colton personally maybe colton can i mean maybe she's she knows him very intimately and maybe she knows that he can kind of just go off script maybe well clearly we saw it in his season it's true. Maybe he's maybe he can be a little ruthless sometimes, you know, maybe he can I mean, just I, like I maybe she was can. nervous. I think yeah. he can. We've seen it like. Remember when he went off on Rachel? Oh, or something? yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, how dare he? He has he. I know. How dare he? He has these or when he went off on like um, who was who's the commenter? And he made the comment about like baby daddies. Remember? Do you remember this on Twitter? Hold on, I'm gonna no. I'm gonna look this up real quick. Um, no. Oh gosh, yeah, no, you're right. I'm fully forgetting about how okay. he'll kind of. Yeah, Wendy Williams. Wendy Williams like gave him some diss about being a virgin, and he like fired back, and he said like. What is it? Because she said something about being a virgin, being baggage and whatever. Um, He was like the double standards. He said, don't trust a virgin, but you'll trust your three baby daddies who cheat on you every weekend. Okay. And he was just like going crazy. I know. Oh, my God. Cringe. So maybe Um, Cassie's nervous. Going off. Yeah. Maybe, maybe like, you know, I know that they're saying like, oh, our breakup is, uh, you know, amicable. we're fine. We're friends. It's amicable. But like, you know how breakups can get stuff can get people start spreading rumors messy. and it can get a, it can get messy, which and is also why Cassie's she sees a little nervous that Colton's going to come out and say some wild shit about maybe her family. Maybe he's seen some private arguments amongst maybe Greg and Michelle. I mean, because th- that's another famous person that he was let into. Like, Greg Greg has more, like, triple the amount of followers on Instagram. Greg Skolkin or whatever. Uh, maybe there's all that stuff playing into it. We don't know. Maybe. Oh, the dramas. Maybe, because she did say that, too, in her, in her Instagram story where she said something like... Um, uh, she was like, let's not like, don't cloud like our healthy, happy relationship. Like, don't make it messy, Colton. I was like, oh, yeah. well, we'll good see. for her, I think. Good for her. <laughs> and I have to say, I kind of take her side in this situation. We'll see how it all will unfold. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning on that. I'm leaning that way. I'm leaning that way. Anywho, what a joy. All right, Broadswell, um, you know, next week we'll be coming at you with the double Brad Womack episode. And um, yeah, there's after this week. I'm excited. I mean, after last week, I mean, technically this episode came out last week, but now I'm I'm really going in with an open mind. Me too. Truly. I think I'm I think I'm feeling these these older recaps more than I thought I was going to. I apologize. I was wrong. And I thank you, Bachelor Gods, for allowing us to have another old episode this next week because yep. I'm into it. Agreed. I'm into it. Um, well, bots, we're going to chat soon. Let's chat soon. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>